Hello and welcome. <laughs> <laughs> this is our third take and we're keeping it. We're keeping it. Hello and welcome to the Party of Ones podcast. I'm Rachel. And I'm Lori. After some feedback I've received, I'm trying to make <laughs> my hello less strident in the beginning and to deepen my voice. <laughs> It's hard, especially when I'm upset <laughs> to keep my voice at a low tone. <laughs> I will do my best. <laughs> Welcome to the Party of Once podcast. Ooh. This is the quality you've come to know and love yep. from our show. We're very low budget. We're not. We're the highest, the highest of quality. Your mic is like folded under. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Very low budget. No. <laughs> high quality. Today we'll be talking about kind of oh, budgeting. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, we're going to be talking about money. And money, money as uh, people who are, are going it alone. Yep. The trials and tribulations of being a single income household. Yep. Um, whether that's with a family, without a family, what that looks like. As an old person, as a young person, um, wherever you find yourself. Yep. I'm calling you an old person. Sorry. It's fine. <laughs> Sorry. I didn't take it that way. Oh, good, good. Okay. <laughs> I just meant like wherever in life you Whatever are. it is. Um, but yes, so that's what we're going to be talking about today. We're going to start today by catching up. Yep, it's time for catch up. It's been a minute since we've um, recorded. We took a week off there for a minute. Um, You were in Florida. I was. I was just moving. Moving. Um, So there was a lot going on, so we we took a minute. um, And then we've we've posted some older recorded content. But this is the first time we've been together to record in a long time, like a month, I think. Yeah, it has been a month. It's been a minute. Um, so what have you been up to? So in my life, I have finished up officially summer and I've gone back to working in a classroom and I don't have students yet, but I, um, am setting up a new classroom. So it's a new job, new place, new prep. So it's taking a lot longer to be set up and I've been a little bit stressed out about it. So I've been spending a lot of time doing that. And then prior to that, I, um, was in Florida for a week visiting my brother and we got a really cool hotel right on the beach. And I, um, stayed on the beach with the kids, Mm. which was very fun. Um, so I was doing that. And then, um, just before that, just trying to navigate through life and getting ready for the new school year. Yeah. It's really finding a job, figuring out what that job entailed. Yeah. And all that. I feel like the last time we recorded, I want to say I did have a job, but I was still like at the I, they might have just hired me, or maybe I was thinking about it. I can't even remember. I think you thought you were getting a job. I thought I was. Than you did get the last time. No. Well, I was offered two jobs. Yeah. And um, I had to make a decision about which one I wanted, um, which was a pretty easy decision. And then um, 
finding out what all that job entailed and I had to do a lot of extra steps because I went from working in a charter school to mm-hmm. a Catholic private school. Right. So there were other things that I needed to do and I actually um, just found out I have to take a, a couple courses. Oh, why? Um, in order to be able to teach the religion aspect. But the Catholic Church gives you three years to do the courses. So I figure I'm going to get through a semester before I even start Look at it. looking at that because I'm already, it's already too much. Yeah. You'll probably be able to bust those out pretty quick, though, I would think. I would, I would, they're online. Yeah. And they're not really like where I have to write papers and right. stuff. You just have to watch these things, take Modules these tests. And take quizzes, yeah. yeah. So hopefully, but they give you three years, which worries me a little bit. Because, like, mm. if they were really easy, why would you have three why years to three do years? it? Yeah. I'm not sure. So we'll figure that out. But um, I had a really great time in Florida. Mm. I got to see dolphins, which yeah. are my favorite animal for people who don't know. Yeah, she sent me some snaps uh, of the dolphin. And it was like they were putting on a show. Yeah, we were on a boat ride and they were tailing the boat and there were three of them that were jumping like crazy. And I've, I've been on lots of boat rides in the Gulf, um, and have seen dolphins many times, but I've never seen them be that. Yeah. Like hyper. Mm -hmm. So that was really, really fun. Um, I got to feed some sharks. Ooh. In honor of Shark Week, oh, I got to feed. It was. Oh. It's over now. Oh. But um, I fed some sharks and some stingrays. That was really fun. The stingrays always kind of freaked me out a little bit um, ever since the, the Steve Irwin accident. Um, I just feel like he, he probably really knew what he was doing around them and they, they still got him. Yeah, um, uh, I really don't know what I'm doing around them. Even at the touch tank, I always feel like, is this safe? Well, to be fair, the stingrays that are in touch tanks are actually, um, they can't, they're too small. The oh, one that, the one that um, threw the barb at him was giant. So, and these are, the ones in touch tanks are very tiny. Small. Yeah. yeah, so they can't really do that kind of damage. Well, that's good to know. Plus, it always makes me nervous. the one that got Steve Irwin, it just happened to hit at the right place. Like, it hit his heart. Yeah. Had it hit his leg, his arm, his side, he would have been lived. fine. Rest in peace. Because it doesn't really go that deep. It's just like a poke. A but it just went right. Like, even if it had hit Punctured one of his, his lungs, yeah. he would have still been able to... Wait, so was like, it like an yeah. electric charge, or is it no, like a like it's just a like poke? a stinger. It's a barb. I don't like living things. I think, that. like, Steve Irwin is maybe one of the only humans to ever have been killed by a stingray. And he was an expert. Yeah, he had a, day, a bad day that day. That was a bad day. Anyhow. Anyhow. Um, anyway, little stingray tangent. That is basically what I've been up to. So I've been very, very busy. Back to school time is very busy. So what about yes. you? Yes. <sighs> Last month, I have completely moved to a new apartment, and I have begun to dip my toe back into a 
classroom that I'm also moving into. So yeah. I'm at the same school, <sighs> but it's just like moving round two. And I went in, I've been in a couple days, and I feel like I've gotten virtually nothing done. And it's, I'm trying to just like keep moving and not be discouraged. <laughs> but I just like, it just feels like I'm working so hard, but I also like have no stamina at this point. Yeah. So I'm exhausted. And like, it's just, it's been a lot. It's it's been it's been a time. It been I'm a tired time. of unpacking things. I'm tired of hanging things. I don't care where anything goes anymore. I'm just like, does it matter? <laughs> it matter no, no, I don't care. <laughs> just get it. Uh, and I, uh, Rachel of the past, did not do herself any favors in taking down my old room. I literally just like packed everything onto two like rolling bookcases and then mm-hmm. stacked everything on top of that so they could be like rolled to my new room. And everything is a disaster. Like oh. it. I can't even explain to you how, yeah. And then I went in it yesterday and, like, my computer's not set up right. Like, they put the tower that's supposed to go, like, under my desk, on top of my desk. Mm-hmm. And, like, none of the wires are fed through the hole correctly because they don't fit now because the tower's on top of my desk. There's, like, power blocks that, like, don't go through the hole. Oh, There's, no. like, who saw this and thought, this looks right. Um, my only thing is I can think is, like, the technology person for our district has some high schoolers helping him this summer. So maybe, so maybe the maybe high they school did it students. and thought this is how it's supposed to go. Let's blame it on high schoolers. But then I didn't know if I was supposed to fix it myself. Yeah. You know the you know the struggle. Yeah. This is something I could fix myself, but am I supposed to? Is someone going to be mad at me that I fi- like did this myself? Yeah. Granted, how would anybody know? I don't know. But, like, the fear that I'm not supposed to and I'm supposed to put in a work order. Because, like, we're told constantly, especially for technology stuff, to, like, not do things yourself and to, like, let other people do them. Yeah. So I put in a work order. So I'm hoping that the next time I walk back into my new room, my computer is connected properly and that everything is where it should be. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Um, But, yeah. Moving is just always the worst I don't know. It it really wasn't bad this time. This time I like feel like I was pretty on top of it and like pretty organized and like but I was really exhausted by the time I finally was like yeah. settled. Um for people who don't know because you can't see us, we are actually recording for the very first time in Rachel's apartment. Mhm. And um this is very exciting as our Pet issues do not exist no, here. No, yeah, no dog tags. No dog tags, no, no cat, cat running crazy. <laughs> so it's a very exciting time. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's like we have a whole new podcast studio. We do. We, we have expanded to two studios to you, now. Party of Ones coming to you from our brand new studio. studio. Um, my favorite thing about my new apartment is that I have a balcony where you can watch the sunset over the library. You know what you really need on that balcony? What do you think I really need on that balcony? I think you if you could have like two Adirondack chairs oh. and maybe a little table in between, you can kind of like diagonally put the chairs so they kind of face each other and put the table in the middle. And then you could sit out there with like a glass of wine or something and even have somebody over and just like watch the sunset. I never thought thought about that but that is such a good idea we love adirondack chairs do you think that adirondack chairs would fit out on my balcony yeah there's a ton of space i think they would fit too 
Oh, but who's, where <laughs> am I going to get these Adirondack chairs? You know, tears? I wish we could pull the Adirondack chairs because we love sitting in the Adirondacks in Colorado on the yes. porch. Like those kind of chairs. Yep. I feel like they'd have to be made, though. Yeah, I don't think we can find someone. those here. Oh, and I can't make them. All right, <laughs> listeners, if anybody's listening who has the skills to make an Adirondack chair, that would be a great present for someone's birthday who's coming up in yeah. September. If they could, you know, and if you could find someone who's been to Colorado who knows exactly the kind of chairs we're talking about. Any listeners who have been to Colorado have sat on the porch. Because they're different than the, the, than like the Adirondack chairs here. Like, we're not just running to Kroger and buying the plastic Adirondacks. No. We want, I could do that, but it would make me very sad. We want the Colorado Adirondacks. So if anyone's listening who fits that criteria, please, please hit me up. Let yeah. me know. Yeah. I'd be happy. I, I'd be happy to measure my balcony yeah. for you with my new tape measure. Hopefully someone's listening. I don't can, know, but we're off that. on another tangent. I mean, we don't even know who could do that. This is a very specific plug. <laughs> you know who you are. <laughs> All right. So today we are talking about money. Yep. Now, I think that for like a long time money was kind of like taboo to talk about or like you didn't really it wasn't something that was talked about like widely like you wouldn't talk about it like at a gathering of any kind or like at dinner with somebody or you know um but i feel like more and more it's becoming like more of a topic Mm -hmm. of conversation money's been a huge topic of conversation for me lately with Mm -hmm. searching for a new job Mm -hmm. well i even think in talking about even like in the workplace talking about like uh, what people make yeah, is, like, more common now. I think, too, like, the Me Too movement, I think, has been huge in that. And just, like, people wanting to be paid for right. their work and right. being paid fairly. And part of that is just, like, having the knowledge of who's getting paid what. Yep. So I think that those conversations go a long way. I know that our at our old school, there wasn't really a set, like, pay scale. Like, there are at a lot of schools yeah. where it's, like, if you have this experience... And this education, um, then you're going to be making X yeah. amount of money for sure. And then yeah. the next year, you'll go one step up and things like that. There wasn't that um, because it was a charter school. So they were kind of able to pay people um, differently yeah, for better or for worse. Sometimes that worked out for people and sometimes it didn't. But it was important to have those conversations of like, well, how much did they offer you? Right. Or how much did, you know, because then you had people who had your same experience, your same education, and you'd find out that they were making like $3,000 more than you or $4,000 right. more than you. Um, and I knew a lot of people who would use that information to go back in and say yeah. like, I should be getting paid more. Right. Um, or like, why is this person being offered more money than me? Or, you know, just like to have that knowledge was like really important. Right. And yeah, so I feel like we had those conversations all the time. We did. Um, but I would say that probably like, 10 to 15 years ago that would have been seen as very like um i don't know tacky or like yeah like you didn't ever talk about that i've actually got asked many times how much i'm making at my new job and i think that's kind of weird because you never would ask that kind of question right ever yeah i think i think that people are just more comfortable with it now i think 
Maybe it's like in working class people. Maybe people with a lot of money still don't like to talk about it. I don't know. I don't really don't know, know anybody with a lot of money. No, I don't know anybody with a lot of money. Or maybe they're like super fixated on it. Like, let me tell you how much I've yeah. gotten or how much I've spent on this or whatever. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, so in talking about money, are you somebody who you feel like you often stress about money? Are you often like, is it like an area of like stress and fear or do you feel like you have a handle on it and you don't really think about it a lot? Um, it's stressful. I, I think I'm in between. I, um, back before I was looking for a job, I knew I made enough to be comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it wasn't so much stress. Like I could pay my bills and do vacations and stuff and it was okay. I've never claimed that I have a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't like afford to take my family to Disney. Right. Let's say, but it's okay because also, I do other things. Disney is outrageously outrageous. expensive. So, <clears throat> um, but it has become a bigger source of stress recently mm-hmm. because I took a pay cut for my new job. And I think this is where um, part of this topic comes in is that everybody I'm working with at my new job, except for like one person, um, no, two people, are married. Right. So they are dual income families. And people say, well, you know, how can you work at a Catholic school? Those teachers don't get paid very much money. And it's because their spouse Mm -hmm. works a job that does get paid right so their income uh, more money so like i went to a house last night that was um the teacher is a catholic school teacher her house is three stories tall they've got this giant barn this giant garage it's all brand like it looks brand new inside everything and you definitely i mean you know that there's no way she could ever do that so um, you know, that's just something that I've had to think about is that I am a single income family. Right. And so for me to take this job, I had to rework my entire budget and I had to get rid of so many things that mm-hmm. I've just become used to doing mm-hmm. um, or used to spending money on it and they're gone. And it's my entire lifestyle has to change. Mm-hmm. So it's stressful with the fact that it's like, okay, this is a change that I didn't really want to happen. Right. But also at the same time, it's not stressful because I can work out a budget and I can still pay my bills. I just lose some of the fluff right. that I had. And um, I think about when I um, was thinking about taking this position, there were several times that entered my mind, like if I were a dual income family, this wouldn't have even been a big deal. Right. This, yep, take the job. Right. You could just work a job that you knew you'd be happy at You're instead right. of having to consider like, oh, this isn't going to pay me enough to be able to like right. be here. So I'm kind of taking a little bit of a swap because I think I'm really going to love this job and I'm already really happy mm-hmm. to be there. Um, but at the other end, I lose some of that financial stability that I had before. Right. So that will bring up other stresses that weren't there. Right. Um, And then, you know, so I've really had to consider that. And I think had I still been married, I just never would have had to consider it. I would have just taken the job and it would have been. Right. It just would have been additional income. It just would have been. Yeah. And um, so I find that to be very 
very hard to like wrap my mind around like everybody yeah. I'm working with it's doesn't matter how much they make right yeah yeah well and I think it's it's hard too because a lot of like um female driven like jobs or workforces uh are often thought of as just like oh a, a additional income mm-hmm. Whereas I feel like a lot of men who are single and heading into the workforce, they're easily going to be able to make enough money in like their yeah. fields to provide for themselves, or even if they do have like kids to provide for right. things like that. Like I feel like, but like in thinking about teachers, like how many teachers do you know who their income is just additional? Like they're not the main breadwinner in their family. Yeah, like seventy five percent of the teachers most. I know. Yeah, yeah. If, if they're not, not more. if they're not like young and single, yeah, they are the main breadwinner. And, yeah. Or they're not the main breadwinner, and their income is just additional on top of what somebody yeah. else is pulling in. Yep. Um, which is really hard uh, to think about because, you know, you have kids, and you need to provide for them. And Yeah, so basically, like, like, your whole job hunt would have been completely different. Yeah. Or you could have not taught, too. You could have just done something else Yeah, I could have done something part-time, and... Um you know, what it came down to was, okay, I need to find insurance because I can't rely on a spouse for that. I need to find income that will pay for my home because I'm not going to sell my home to move to a smaller home. Right. You know, and um, it was a lot tougher than I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this, I think that's the biggest thing for me about being single is, you know, I'm not looking to marry somebody for money or be with someone for money but at the same time I do miss that security security um you know we have a teacher friend that quit her job the same time I did and she still doesn't have another job but it's okay because her husband makes enough money right to pay for them and so it there the amount of stress I felt finding a job versus what she feels is totally different yeah um, so, you know, being single in that way, a lot of people don't think about that. You know, when they think about somebody being single, they, they're, oh, they feel bad for them because they don't have someone to come home to, or they don't have, you know, someone to go on dates with or whatever. But I, I think they rarely think about, oh, that person doesn't have a dual income. Yeah. Just like, uh, logistically. Yeah. Harder. Logistically yeah. harder to do. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, um... I've, I felt that a lot as, like, somebody who has been, like, kind of, like, starting off my career yeah. and my life. And, like, um, I mean, I've been working since I was 14. Yeah. So, basically, I've been financially independent since my teens. Yeah. Um, and it was just a necessity. Like, it was just, like, well, if you want those things, like, you're going to have to work yeah. for them and spend your own money on them. And... I'm glad that I did that because I feel like it prepared me to be a person who, like, works hard and, like, knows that, like, if you want money, you have to work, which, like, you would be shocked at the number of people (laughs) in my life throughout college and even beyond who don't seem to have that connection of, like, if you want to have money for things, you have to work to have the money. Um, So I feel like I was grateful for that, but I also, like, um, I just feel like I've had to, like, scrap like and yeah. I'm barely making that's how that's how I feel I don't know that that's like the reality but it feels like I've had to like scrap my way here and I'm still like like 
in a, I'm not in a spot by any means where it's like I have all this additional expendable income. Right. Like I feel like I'm I'm meeting my needs and I'm I'm comfortable. Right. For sure. But I'm not like I feel like for as hard as I have worked, I feel like I should be way more comfortable than I am. Yeah, isn't it funny how that works out too? Teachers work very hard and yet make very little compared yeah. to what they do. Like and I just think like if I were and I mean, yes, I picked this career. Yes. And no, I don't regret that. Like, I think I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing and I'm good at it. But I just think, like, if I were to have picked a different career, maybe I wouldn't feel as, like, panicked as I do sometimes about money or, like, money-related things. Because I just think, like, I can, like, I get, I have my pay scale. I can see exactly what I'm going to make in three years, four years, five years. Yeah. And I just think, like, what if that's not enough and I'm all by myself? Like... If I'm the only person who's making money for my income, for my household, yeah. for me, and, like, what if that's not enough? Like, what do I do? And, like, yeah, I could take a second job. I know a lot of teachers <coughs> who do work a second yeah. job, um, but I really don't want to. Like, and I just think, like, this would be, this would, this would be such a solvable problem, like, if I could just marry someone and then, yeah. like either his income is supplemental which would be fine i make I, again i would like to say i make a comfortable living like yeah. I, I do feel like i am in a place where i'm getting paid equitably for how educated i am and for the experience right. that i have that being said i would like to be in a place where either his income is supplemental or my income right. is supplemental like that would be ideal right i mean yeah i'm I tired fall. of feeling like a poor kid who's like barely made yeah it. And I fall into the category now, like, if I want to go on vacations, I need to find other income. I need to take Mm -hmm. a second job. I need Mm -hmm. to do, you know, even if it's something like tutoring or something Mm -hmm. like that. Um, Otherwise, I can't do those things. And just think about, like, if there were a second income, that wouldn't have to be. Right. It would be easily taken care of. It would be, like, my income would be used for things like that. Yeah. Or their income. Even if they were making less than me, like just having when you add it all together right um it would be a lot better and you know i think i think about that too because you know with this level of income i actually looked into are my children um for what i'm making are my children able to get a free and reduced lunch right and i remember looking this up with a friend of mine and her sitting there going what is this world we live in yeah where you have a master's degree and work full time and you need to look to see if your kids can get a free and reduced lunch exactly like that shouldn't be and if i had a second income i would never have even thought to look and uh, my children did not qualify qualify and i was a thousand dollars over wow so you know, to think about, like, things like that, just having that other income right. would be nice. Yeah. I, yeah, I think about stuff like that, too. It's also hard for me, too, a lot of times when people do get all, like, upset about people who need extra assistance or, like, single moms who yeah. need extra assistance and they're just like, well, they need to work harder. They go to school or they could better themselves or, like, blah, blah, blah. Um, I came mm. from a single-parent household where my mom was college-educated. She worked full-time and we still didn't have enough money yeah. to, like, pay her bills. Like, yeah. we just didn't. And, like, it wasn't a handout. It was, like, a necessity. Like, we we needed help. Yeah. Like, and yeah stuff like that i just feel like there's like a lack of compassion almost yeah. it's like those people should be working harder or doing more or but, but it's I think, not always the case like sometimes it's just like it's not fair like 
the odds are stacked against. Yeah. It's, like, it's not fair. It's just not fair. Being single in a world where money is the driving factor for everything. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it makes it really hard. This world is built upon dual income families. Yeah. Well, it's built on the nuclear family, the American yeah. dream. Like, I should have been married by now. Right. I should have had, I should have popped out a kid by now, you know? And, like, the fact that I didn't fit that mold and I'm not doing those things, like, means that I have to struggle. Right. Because that's that's what the system right. we have because is built for. Right, because we're not, we don't have that, you know, two and a half kids and the spouse. You know, we yeah. don't have that. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, yeah, it's complicated. It's hard. It's also something I've felt as hard um in like being single starting off my life you know having my first apartment and things like that is like um there's a lot of things where it's like I if I had gotten married I would have been gifted a lot of things that I now have to buy for myself which is fine or I have to ask for for like Christmas or my birthday or whatever which is again is fine um but it's hard to know like should I bite the bullet and buy those things myself and have them and enjoy them? Or should I wait? You know, like, and then, like, how long do I wait? So, like, when I was 21, I was like, well, I'm not going to just, like, ditch all my old crappy college stuff and get new stuff and nice stuff because I'm, I was still living with people. I was still, you know, right. um, not, like, fully on my own. And I was like, well, I could get married in the next, like, year or two, and then I'm not going to need, right. you know, the, uh, and then I'm going to get other stuff or, you know, I'm going to be gifted a bunch of things or like what am I gonna if I buy my own kitchen made blend or mixer then I'm not gonna put that be able to put that like on a registry or whatever um so it's like the constant like decision making of like do I do this now because I want it or do I wait in hopes that like something pans out but then you end up waiting forever and then you never get a KitchenAid mixer (laughs) yeah how long you um in the KitchenAid mixer my parents bought me one well before I was married because I kept complaining that I just wished <laughs> I had one. one and they were like forget it and they just got it for me will, I think for my birthday or something will your parents buy me a KitchenAid mixer uh I will find out for you put my ask in I will put it in um tell I them, keep telling tell you them that I'm sad and dying alone yeah. and I'm not gonna have a mixer <laughs> I keep telling you that I think you should um have a housewarming party yeah, I and I want to. I want to at my new apartment. I think it would be fun. And people will bring you things. Yeah, they probably the won't problem bring me is a you can't. Mixer. No, and, and you I can't, can't like, register. register. Yeah, you could send. Wouldn't that be some? That would be probably tacky. But yeah. sending out little housewarming invitations and you have a little registry. A little registry. <laughs> it's like an Amazon yeah. link. I know. I thought about it. My friend Jenny actually encouraged me to do that, but she's like, I would buy you something off your registry. She's like, do it. I don't think I can. I just worry that it's like, I don't know. But it seems, it seems uh, like inherently unfair. It that, is like, unfair. I, it's, I have done nothing to not find someone or to not be married. But because of that, I now am in a position where I have to like do all this myself. Right. Which Again, it's fine, and I can. And luckily, I'm in a position where, like, if I really wanted to, I could go buy my own KitchenAid mixer, or I could ask for it for Christmas or for my birthday, or you know, like, I have, I am very blessed, and I have yeah. a lot of options. But it's like the fact of like, I don't know. It just seems like there was an easier path, and I somehow detoured, and I'm now yeah. on the the hard path, and I don't know how I got here, and I would like to go back. <laughs> 
Yep. <laughs> it's the same thing too. Um, like you get asked because this happens with me. Like, or I mean, this has happened with me to you. Like, you get asked to buy things from kids. Yeah. Like, pair. Like, you know, hey, do you want some Girl Scout cookies? Yeah. Or do you want whatever? And you buy those things but then like you don't have any kids to have anybody reciprocate yeah. that also right you have that so it's like you're constantly putting it out putting it out putting it out and it's nothing is being returned yeah yeah and it's like in hopes that like obviously like those people would do the same things for me like when i am in that I stage would. of life i would buy those things okay good um, I'm always a sucker for a school sale. For a little, a little school fundraiser, um, yeah. a, little, a fundraiser action. But yeah, so yeah, those are just some things that we had kind of thought about in terms of like money and just like um, the logistics of going it alone yeah. and kind of having to figure out what that means. Okay, to round out this episode. We are going to play a new game. Are you ready? I am so excited. Welcome to America's favorite game show, Sugar Daddy Sweep. Woo! Now, Sugar Daddy Sweep is the perfect game for those single people who have decided they don't want to go it alone. They don't want to wait. They don't want to take the hard way. They instead would like to marry someone who will just... Meet all of their monetary yep. needs. Enter Sugar Daddy Sweep, a la Supermarket Sweep. Um, oh my gosh, the mental image of you like running through a grocery store, like putting men in your <laughs> car, <laughs> my car. As many men as you can get. I'll do it. In five minutes. This isn't that. That's too bad. So, what will happen? I will give you two celebrities that I got off of a list by Wonderwall called Hollywood's 50 Hottest Unmarried Guys. Okay. Now, this list was a little old as there were several men I saw on there who I now know are not single and or are married now. That's fine. Like, for example, Chris Pratt was on there. Oh, Who, okay, okay sure, hot, but is now married to uh, uh, Schwarzenegger. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. So, not on the market It's anymore. not going to work out. So, I made sure to pick people who I, I feel firm are still on the market. Okay. So they're all realistic options. Well, so, some of them aren't because some of them are basically children. But it's fine. We're gonna play. We're gonna play. Super. No. Sugar. Sugar. Daddy. daddy sweet. Yay. Okay. I will give you two okay. sugar daddies. You will tell me which one you believe is worth more. Okay. Ready? Yeah. Our first one is John Hamm. Of Mad Men oh, fame mm -hmm. versus Jake Gyllenhaal, who was recently in the newest Spider-Man movie. Oh. Who is worth more? I'm going to have to go with Jake Gyllenhaal because... Oh, well, oh, maybe not. Talk it out. John Hamm... Jake Gyllenhaal doesn't really have any, like, syndication. I'm going to need a final answer here. Uh, I'm I'm still hopeful it's Jake Gyllenhaal, so that's what I'm going to go with. Jake Gyllenhaal 
is the sugar daddy who is worth it. Dylan Hall is worth an estimated $65 million. I'll take it. Whereas John Hamm is an estimated $30 million. Okay. Which, I, I mean, either. To sneeze at. No, it's fine. None of these are anything to sneeze at. Um, although one is pretty surprising. Okay. Okay. I'm not going to say which one because it'll give it away. Okay. All right. Ready for the next one? Yeah. Next up, we have Zac Efron. Oh. High School Musical. Greatest in oh. The only Zac Efron's I'm interested yeah. in. Singing, dancing Zac Efron. Versus Harry Styles <gasps> of Harry One Styles. Direction. Who is worth more? Zac Efron. Harry Styles. Oh man, <laughs> Harry! One Direction. I mean, that whew, has a big following. But then, but he had to split his money. He didn't get all that money. Zac Efron with uh, all of the um, high school movies. Yeah, yeah. Let's go, Zac Efron. I'm sorry, that's incorrect. No! Harry Styles Those is... Those teenage girls, man. I know. Harry Styles is estimated uh, $75 million Wow. Net worth, whereas Zac Efron is at $24 million. $24 mil? Were you surprised by that? What? That's uh, nothing. Also He's practically a pauper. <laughs> oh. Wow. Speaking of people who are practically poppers. Just kidding. None of these people are practically poppers. Wow. All right. Next up, we have. All right. I still got Jake Gyllenhaal. It's fine. Sean Mendez. Oh. Who. I love Sean Mendez. Recently went to a Sean Mendez concert in I did. Tampa. I did. With her children. They apparently had a great time. It was fantastic. And uh, he's against Ansel Elgort. From A Fault in Our Stars. Oh. Um, from other things. Okay. He's, he's been out and about. Baby Driver. I don't know what else. Um, I'm going to have to go Sean Mendez. This is actually a trick one, as they are both estimated oh, worth me $12 million. Uh, I was shocked that it was the same, because I randomly picked these people and randomly paired them. That's weird. Um, Sean Mendez put on like one of the best concerts I've ever been to in my life. Well, he's raking it in at $12 million for a 19-year-old. He that is 19, was, ladies and gentlemen. That was a win-win, too, because it was the first concert I ever went to with my daughter. Um, and Shawn Mendes is her crush. Yes. It was the first concert my son had ever gone to. Mm-hmm. And I thoroughly enjoyed myself, and that mom-teacher proudness thing really kicked in, and I was like, oh, look at that boy up there. He's doing such a good job. He's just so great. He just really brings in the audience. It really came out in me. Um, And I took a lot of video, but I'm afraid to play them all because you hear me singing in all the videos, and it's hard to hear him singing. I'm like, oh, that was a mistake. That was oh, my goodness. But yeah, both I'm going to pretend I get a half a point for that both one. Both worth $12 million. I get a half a point. Okay, next up, we have Tom Holland. Okay. The latest Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Versus Robert Pattinson. Oh, the vampire. Twilight. The problem is, is Robert Pattinson's more old money and Tom Holland's more new money. 
and has Robert Pattinson be able to been able to hold on to that to his money? I don't really like him as a human being. I don't know him. Um, I, I don't know him either. It's you don't really hear a lot about him, though. Well, he's kind of faded out. I feel like he's kind yeah. of. So the question is, like, he's had gonna you be, asked me this, he's going to be Batman. This is Spider-Man versus Batman. <laughs> I didn't even know it. Oh, that's true. Wow, listeners, I'll just have you know the the quality of content that you get just by happenstance <laughs> is really truly amazing. We're so yeah, talented. I forgot, but yeah, he's going to be Batman. So Batman versus Spider-Man, who's worth more? I'm going to say Pattinson. You are right. And this is our biggest discrepancy. Are you ready for this? <clears throat> yeah. Robert Pattinson is worth an estimated $100 million. No way! And Tom Holland is estimated at $4 million. How can... What? I was shocked that $4 million. <clears throat> Okay. I can see him being worth less because he is newer to the Hollywood scene. But he has Marvel money. Marvel money. I thought the Marvel money would be like, wow. Did this article come out before he was Spider-Man? It's on his wiki page. Oh. So it's... It's just his net worth from his wiki page. I'm really blown away by that. But it also said in this... uh, Because when I looked up Robert, Robert Pattinson's net worth... It says that the bulk of that is from the Twilight movies. Oh, that again, the Twilight because, movies were yes, that's what I'm huge. saying. Has he been able to hold on to Apparently that money? Yes. Um, teenage girls again. They came. They paid. Yeah, a hundred million dollars yeah. worth. There's a reason why the worth. industry wants to go after teenage girls. Now, before anybody listening to this comes for me, I understand that like net worth isn't necessarily a good understanding of how much money someone actually has blah 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 but that's what we could look that's up. what we're using what else can we it's look fine up? it's a game so yeah but tom holland to be at four million dollars like that doesn't seem like very much to me See, people could win more than the lottery if i had to personally choose as a sugar daddy between the two i'd choose tom holland uh, I I do think he's a cutie for sure robert pattinson um is a spooky, Oogie spooky. he's He's if, weird. If Oogie Spooky's not for you, then he's not for you. He's and it's not for just me. Just weird dude. Yeah. Maybe he is a vampire. He might be. Um, plus, he's a really, really bad chain smoker. I can't That's do that. Not good. No. Okay. All right. Are you ready for our last one? Uh huh. Last up, we have. Liam Hemsworth. <gasps> I love a Liam Hemsworth. The I last love a song. Hemsworth. The, is it the last song? Uh, yeah, with Miley Cyrus. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, is Hunger it, Games. He's the one who married Miley Cyrus. Yes, I'll, I'll, we'll get to that. Hunger Games. Other things. Yeah. Liam Hemsworth, uh, uh, brother to Thor. Yes. Versus Chris Evans, who is Captain America. So we have Thor's brother <sighs> versus Captain America, Chris Evans. Who's Worth more. Gotta be Captain America. You're going Captain America? Yeah. You're correct. Yay, the Marvel one out. Chris Evans is estimated $70 million. Yeah. 
That makes more sense. I mean, look at the Tom the Tom Holland one doesn't make sense. And Liam, well, he's also been Captain America a lot longer Long time. than Tom that's Holland's true. That's true. Spider-Man. That's true. But Liam Hemsworth is at estimated twenty six million. The point also of this fine. is his wife. Oh, Miley, she's worth way more. See all these men on this list, and then I feel like we're ending on a note where it's like actually maybe just find a woman because Miley is estimated a hundred and sixty oh, million sure. more than anybody house. else on this list. She is a powerhouse. She is. She is estimated at 160 million. Oh my gosh. So she he found himself a sugar mama. He did. And I'm proud of him. And I hope that they're very happy together. I really like Miley Cyrus and Liam Hemsworth. I um Miley is like incredibly kooky and weird and she went through a rough patch, but I feel yes. like she's come out on the other end. Well, she just needed to grow up. And I she think just that needed, growing yeah. up is hard for anybody, but it's especially hard when everybody's looking at you yeah. and expecting things from you. Yeah. And um but I I think she is a genuine talent. Yes. And so I was very happy with that union. I was fine with that. <laughs> I was fine with that one. But yeah, I couldn't believe how much more that was. But by far the most shocking on here was one that Zach Efron has only made twenty four million dollars. That doesn't even seem right. It's because he's wasting his time. Zach, if you're listening to this podcast, start singing. I'm surprised he didn't start make more in. than that from Greatest Showman. Oh, I'm not it didn't make very much. I loved Greatest Showman. I thought the music in it was great, but it critics didn't really like it and it didn't I know, make very much true. I but really i loved, loved it, it. I it was that's great. one of my favorites yeah that was great and i was super shocked that tom holland's only at four million dollars maybe because he's still a little new yeah but i just feel like you could make easily he could have made four million dollars just on one, one spider-man, Spider-Man. I just feel like in the world where we have like trillions of dollars, four million doesn't seem well. Like that and much when now. in like uh, series TV shows, like people are making a million dollars a an half episode. an hour episode, like yeah. Friends, that was a big deal when mm-hmm. they all made a million dollars an episode. Like what the heck? Yeah. Yep. Well. Okay. That's all we have. That was that was Sugar Daddy. Sweep! I do have one thing to say when it comes to Sugar Daddy. Sweep. Yeah. I will still pick the same person over everybody all the time. Alexander My Alex. How much is his net worth? Um, I'm going to guess in... I'm going to say maybe in the 30s. Let's look it up. He's done a lot of TV. He's done a lot of... Yeah, but... Well, the True Blood was a big thing for him but like the movie and and then he did um big little lies but his movie game hasn't been super high how do you spell his name s-k-a-r-s-g-a-r-d Ooh, one of the things that popped up his wife did he get married no he's not married he's six four i don't know how much he's worth but he's i gotta say 42 30 30 million range would be my guess. I don't want to disappoint you, but his net worth is $12 million. Oh, that's still fine. I don't care. He it could be poor. The same as Sean Mendez and also fine. Ansel I, Elgort. That's fine. Who are much younger um, than him. He, Alex, um, Alexander Skarsgård does a lot of like independent films. <laughs> I love, I, think I it's love funny. that you have turned 
sugar daddy sweep into, into a deep dive <laughs> into how much money Alexander Skarsgård makes. I don't care and, if and I was the breadwinner was in that relationship with my paltry money. I would still no, take him. No, if Alexander yes. Skarsgård showed up to your door, penniless, jobless, just Done. a loaf, come on in. You would not. I totally would. You'd be like, I totally would. You can come for now, but we're gonna need a plan. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he would need a plan. <laughs> but if he showed up with nothing, I would be willing to take him in as he formed said plan. <laughs> <laughs> we'll plan together. <laughs> God. Maybe he can cook and be like my Manny. (laughs) It could be like the um what what was that show with Melissa Joan Hart and uh, and Joey Lawrence where they ended up falling in love. The setting was Toledo. Yeah. And he was the Manny. I know. It was called Melissa and Joey. Yeah. And the same thing happened in um, Who's the Boss with Tony Danza and Judith somebody, Judith White. That was before your time. Before my time. But again, he was the Manny and they fell in love. I think I need to invest in a Manny. Manny. All right. Well, our next episode will be on uh, Lori's Manny search. Um, Thanks for listening. Yay. If you could think of someone you would like to be your sugar daddy you want to let us know who they are or if you have money woes that you'd like to share or if you have money that you're saying i can get you out of your money woe problems hit us up hit us up paypal venmo <laughs> cash app let us know um and oh shout out to logan we received our first email the other day wow from logan she sent some um, photo evidence of what carolyn might look like if she were my brother instead of my sister nice based on a conversation from last episode nice um so shout out to logan thanks for emailing thanks, logan. um we welcome anybody to email us uh or to tweet at us um our twitter is at party of ones that's at party of the number one S. Or you can email us at partyofones.podcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love yeah. to interact with you. Um, and shout out to whoever's listening in India. I looked at our analytics the other day. We have somebody listening in India. Nice. Hello. I told Hello. you we are a worldwide international. Pod- podcast. We are an international podcast. Wow. Have a great week. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.